0: So I guess the first thing I wanted to, like, ask you was um, the first thing that they mentioned in episode three was the Asian sighting. Was that a thing in your household, too? Because it definitely wasn't mine. Oh,
1: yeah. Yes. I'm trying to think. I don't know that we made it so explicit like that. No. But I'm, yeah. But, so you would watch TV And then you would see the Asian person and then you would all be like, hey, look, it's an Asian person like that.
0: We would call everybody into the room. Yeah. It's like, come, come, (laughs) look. Interesting. But like when I was a kid, I didn't realize like the impact of that whole thing, you know, like what we were even doing. Um, And a bit, a part of me was a little embarrassed when my, when, when my mom did it even Ah. because it was just like as a child like I knew that I didn't see anyone who looked like me on TV but there was also this other part of me that wanted it to stay that way
1: Mm. because it was
0: awkward Mm -hmm. when there was Mm -hmm. because of the way that my mom would react I don't know it was kind of awkward because it'd be like look there's an Asian person on TV we all come look and it would just be like wow or you know what sometimes they'd literally be there for two seconds And then when you called everybody in, it would be gone. Like, split second gone.
1: Ah. No, that that isn't something. And so, like, um, can you remember, like, an example of, like, when that might have happened? Or a specific show or something like
0: that? Nope. No specific show. For some reason, the only person that's coming into my head right now, I think her name is Pei. And she was one of the hosts of um, this channel called called Mm. Omni. Hmm. But, like, she wasn't on for two seconds. Like, she was a host. Um, So she was around for a while. And, yeah. But I can't remember any specific instances where somebody was on for, like, two seconds. But it did happen. And it was rare.
1: I think in some ways for us it was so rare. That might have been why we didn't do that. (laughs) Because I'm trying to think about the times that I watched TV with my parents and there was, like, an Asian person. And I don't even know. Like, I... I could be missing something, but like, well, we watched, you know what, we watched um, what was called foreign language films at the time. So we did what I remember, we watched the, the Emperor of the Sun or something. So growing up, and even as a young adult, when I lived with them, we did watch some like movies that were made in other countries, like Asian countries. Right. And I, I want to say they were more Chinese, um, but I can't remember. Um, but I remember Emperor of the Sun or the Men, Men something about. Something like that. So, um, so I definitely feel like they they didn't shy away from media depictions of Asian Americans. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. So I guess, like, what I mean is actually, like, Western TV, that would be a shock. Obviously, my parents had watched, like, Chinese dramas and. Right. Like, Omni Chinese news. Correct. It so wouldn't be a shock at all because they're speaking in Chinese or whatever. But.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, to see an Asian person on TV speaking English, that was the shocker.
1: I agree with you. I think it was rare. And I'm almost thinking, like, did we not do the Asian sighting thing because we didn't see any Asians? (laughs) I don't know. I don't want to misrepresent what happened. But, yeah, no, we didn't do the Asian sighting thing.
0: One time where it was really embarrassing was, you know, the Harry Potter series? Yeah. Where Harry gets, like, an Asian girlfriend.
1: Oh.
0: I didn't know that, by the way. Yeah. So he starts dating this girl, and she's, like, the only east asian that i know of like in the series and she comes on the screen and my mom flips out because like there was literally nobody else and she's like oh my god oh my god harry's girlfriend oh my god is she chinese are they gonna get married and we're just like
1: (laughs) i'm remembering something now you're reminding me of something growing up it was the 80s we went to korean school which is saturday school programming um and one of the thing I for some reason I got placed in like the more advanced class even though I really should have been with the kindergartners or something but I think they just did teaching in a different way there but the main thing is we would read newspaper articles from the Korean language newspaper there in the DC area printed in Virginia and um and then we would like basically read them and understand them and talk about them the funny thing is we ended up talking in English a lot which I whole other story but um do you know margaret cho had um all-american girl, girl
0: all-american like, all, all girl yeah when
1: that came out it was they made a big deal about it in the korean newspaper and subsequently we had a little unit on it ourselves and i remember i know what you're saying like it's not that i was embarrassed but i was just like why is this a big deal kind of thing you're like does this really have to be as big of a deal as it is and i actually didn't even watch it that much because it felt kind of corny or it wasn't my genre of choice like when i was watching it i just just didn't really get into it and i I have to admit yeah was i slightly embarrassed i'm not sure but i think it was also because they were clearly not all korean Mm. it was like chinese and i don't know what other non-korean people acting like they were korean so that made me feel weird too and I do remember my parents, or my mom at least, maybe making note of it at some point. But, but yeah, no, I kind of know what you're saying. In the Korean school, there was the Asian sighting phenomenon a little bit in that, like, our teacher picked it as a topic for us to talk about. And they were, they, obviously, if they picked it, they were kind of excited, you know, right? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you have, like, a Margaret Cho type of show that you were exposed to where it was, like, all Asian? Casting?
0: Not when I was growing up, no. There was literally nothing like that until I was in, like, my 20s. Okay, and so,
1: what was like, that? From a
0: young age, there was literally nothing. Well, I mean, again, these are all, like, family sitcoms, which I don't really get into. Right. You know, they're, they're not my kind of thing, like, family sitcoms. But um, some of them are pretty good. Like, I think my favorite one's probably Kim's Convenience.
1: I haven't seen it, but I've, it's been recommended to me. And that's still ongoing, I think no it's not oops sorry
0: but it's the same issue that you were saying before not everybody is korean
1: right and it's it's based on a korean family right yeah i think i could get used to that now but at the time when i was little i was like this is very inauthentic
0: (laughs) yeah it gets pretty inauthentic like if you don't try to think of it as authentic then that's when you can enjoy it but if you want it to really reflect reality it often will not
1: well what i remember was like while the actor seemed really good like i remember i still remember the harmony of the grandma of the american show so i could tell she was a good actor or actress but she was very like like they were trying to do the accent oh yeah and that to me felt a little false and in retrospect like maybe they could have just spoken with their regular english like language they probably were all fluent and then That would have felt more relatable because even if in real life, those Korean people would have been speaking in Korean, that they would be speaking in the fluent English would have made them more like real, you know, not like a false accent being put on them. So I don't know.
0: Yeah. But like, I guess what I like about it is that the accent is not what you're laughing at right right the accent right that's just part of who they are that's true too you're laughing at the actual jokes and the actual situations yeah. that they get in right
1: yeah and you could argue for the accent because the truth is there's a lot of cultural differences and maybe the accent is like a symbol of those you know differences sometimes yeah. when people are engaging with each other
0: because for me if someone can do the accent well Right. And play the character well, then it works for me because that's just the reality. It's like some people's parents have accents and that's how I grew up. And like I wouldn't relate very well to parents that had the same accent as me and could speak English as well as me because, you know, that's not relatable to me. I don't really know what it's like to have dinner table conversations about everyday news or whatever with my parents. Like that just never happened. (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't a thing, you know? And so, um, yeah. And like, I don't know anything about, how authentic the Korean English accents were in Kim's Convenience, but I really enjoy, I really enjoyed them, and they were consistent and they did them really well um, for me, anyways, as someone who's not Korean. But the one thing I will say is that I found it very strange that in scenes where it's just the parents talking to each other, that they didn't speak Korean.
1: huh. They right. would speak
0: English to each other when they were just like alone. Did they speak in accented English yeah, to oh, each that's other? Funny, that like, is funny. And, Well, because those two actors, like, they're Canadian. I don't know if they actually speak Korean. That's the thing. They might, they might not. I'm not really sure. But yeah, yeah, it's just just really funny that when they're together in private, that they're still speaking English.
1: Right. You would think they'd be speaking Korean, but it would have been too much work to try to... Yeah. Have them learn it or dub dubbed Korean so that they could lip sync it or something, I guess.
0: I think Fresh Off the Boat came out before Kim's Convenience, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I think it came out before. Um, and there was huge hype around that when it was about to come out. I can't even remember what year it was. But that one, the accents were like all over the place. Like they would start with like trying to do the accent and then they just eventually no accents whatsoever like they just completely dropped it they were completely fluent in English like in future
1: episodes you mean yeah got it yeah. yeah I think I think that's okay um because you know I think if it's basically if they're well so on the wait, I don't know the premise of the Kim's Convenience that would be an interesting by the way something for us to watch and talk about too because like the um the mom and dad you said you, you thought they should be speaking Korean to each other were they immigrants? Like they came here as adults, young adults, or older adults, or like children? Do you know?
0: No, actually. Okay, okay. yeah. No, but I mean, if they, um, what I'm tr- what I'm trying to say is, if they still have an accent, right? That's probably when they're just like slightly older.
1: Yeah. Older
0: than the age where they
1: are accent sponges. Right. Right, like, in a way, for me, it's almost like the question becomes, like, why didn't they just ha- actually hire, like, actual Korean-American mom and dads of that generation who could actually do that? You know what I mean? And deliver those lines in the most authentic way because that is their language, right? They can go back and forth. They will have the accent because they literally, like, that is their accent. That, could, that would have been an interesting move on their part.
0: Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, though, it was still really good. Yeah. Like, I found it, re- like, pretty well done. Yeah, that one's probably my favorite one because it actually, like, I found was funny. Okay. Fresh off the boat, I didn't find as funny. Got it. To be perfectly honest.
1: Yeah, that's good to know. I still have yet to watch Kim's Convenience. Um, I think I'm a little worried that there's going to be, like, a lot of stereotypes there or something that I have to... You know what I mean? There's a part of me that, like, is for some reason, backing away from it, but you're making me think, like, maybe I should give it a try.
0: Yeah, you know, that's funny because I'm not actually Korean, so I don't actually know. Right. Like, anything that they presented as Korean, I just took it, you know. Right. Like, right cool. So it'd be interesting, to, like, if you were to watch it, to let me know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'm, cu- I'm curious myself. But I did, I did like, um, well, I didn't really watch all of it, but I do like depictions of people, like, you know, in more basically you don't hear a lot about that story, like the Korean American immigrant family in Hollywood at least. Um, in, in that position in society. So yeah, it would be cool to see. Are they operating like a seven eleven?
0: No, they have their own store.
1: Uh, literally
0: called Kipp's Convenience.
1: <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Cool. Yeah. Definitely something to check out for sure. And it takes place like in the current day? Yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, that might be fun to watch for sure. But anyways, going back to the uh the Asian Americans episode three, I really like this episode. Um, doesn't mean I didn't like the other three because they were just as important. I think in building up the foundation. But as I was mentioning to you earlier, it's just because I'm in the 60s and 70s are such an exciting time in America with regards to civil rights, you know, and it's like almost like even though, yes, there were Asian Americans that predated 1965, there was this explosion in the population and so many of us came to the U.S. since then, right? I think that in a way it was very invigorating. I like that. I like learning about Patsy Ming. Yeah.
0: I like learning about any of these women who, liked it so much. And, like, p- that picture of her with all of those other white dudes. I know. Right? And then it's just her. And she's sitting there all confident. And I'm like, damn, I need this energy in my life.
1: <laughs> right, right. I remember when she passed away and a lot of what, like, the obituaries and things wrote about her. May have touched on the Asian American things, but really like she's very well known for her role in passing the, was it Title IX that they mentioned? Like Mm. the women's, is it women's access to some kind of college funding or in sports or something like that on the Title IX legislation. So that is pretty impressive like that she did so much. I loved even the story that like the fish was her first like good that she exchanged (laughs) for her services. I thought that was so inspiring as someone who's trying to start out myself. In, yeah. in, in a new career
0: of course you wouldn't accept a fish but
1: hilarious no <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was really neat but yeah at the same time like you said like it's all these the like the other episode showed like the woman who was like a pilot and all these and so in some ways it's like wow it'd be nice if they could just show some ordinary people who didn't amount to much in life too because in some ways it's just like it makes sense that the documentarians would look for like the best and the brightest to be shown because they're the most interesting,
0: you know? Yeah, rather than just someone who didn't do much. Some dude. Some dude, yeah. Oh, yeah, he went to school. He's an accountant. Cool. Yeah, like, oh,
1: he just, you know, he didn't quite... You know, whatever like it, he looked yeah but, but you know it's fine it's still it, it made for a compelling stories so, mm-hmm. so you're wowed by like these individual achievements but then they thread it as part of a community story mm-hmm. but yeah it would be funny to see like the onion version <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah it's just like average yeah yeah oh, really? uh-huh. <laughs> So I saw your reaction when it got to like the Chinese laundry section. Mm. You were kind of like, I don't I'm not really sure what your reaction was. Do you remember?
1: Cuz your face changed. I cannot remember exactly cuz I know that there are some parts where I was like, "Yay, this is awesome." Or, "Boo, this is bad." But I do remember that like my my well, a lot if you I don't know what the statistics are now. But I know that there have been, like, as I was growing up, there were a lot of dry cleaners that were Korean American. Mm. Um, and so I could relate to that. In fact, my uncle, um, uh, like, you know, f- since the 80s has had a, a dry cleaning store business. But I think what was, sh- I do remember my reaction. I was shocked because they were they were doing, um, they had numbers, something like, I can't remember the number, it was like 3,000 plus um, hand laundry hand laundries, yeah. outlet, and so I guess just one, I didn't realize that hand laundry was the way they were doing it, because now dry cleaners use machines, so I was just sort of, sh- I just didn't know that that, I mean, I had heard, like, I had seen maybe, like, the artifacts, cultural artifacts of, like, the Chinese laundry, for example, but it just hit home, I was like, wow, like, there's thousands of Chinese American families, like, making their living, like, washing people's laundry by hand? Is that because they didn't have laundry machines because, you know, that was the technology of the day? And it was just kind of just a little surprising, you know?
0: I think that's what it is, yeah. I think we just had to boil, like, lots of water and do it like that. Um... And I'm
1: wondering who uses those services, too? Was it, like, was it, did everyone use those services? It just seems like that's not something you see now. Now you go to the coin-op or you have your own laundry machine, yeah, and you, you know? do it yourself, yeah, <laughs> but
0: yeah, I think it was anyone really because that yeah. was just a very um, I don't know, it was just like the only thing that they could do for work. Oh,
1: yeah, that was interesting too. Was I don't know if it was that specific uh scene, but th- but where the narrator explained that like Chinese men were locked out of the economy. Um, and so they were relegated to these positions that were, like, non-threatening, which included washing clothing.
0: Yeah, which was sort of seen as, like, more feminine labor.
1: Yeah, interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I thought that was eye-opening. And then I was really inspired that, like, soon after that, that they, they formed a workers kind of... Uh, what, is, what was it? An org- organization? To Some speak kind up of, their rights? like collective. Yeah, I yeah. loved that. I was so inspiring. And then that they had their own newspaper. It reminded me a lot of just what Korean Americans have done in the US, but not necessarily the same exact way. Because I don't I don't know that I've actually heard of a lot of like Korean people banding together for their rights necessarily in that the labor sense, but that they had their own newspapers. And it, that was just inspiring. I loved it. It's like, yeah, no one's telling your story. No one's helping you communicate with each other. Well, you do it yourself. You know. So yeah, I was. I was like, oh, I can see my history in that, and I can see like I can see a lot of myself in that too. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, my dad used to come home all the time with like piles of Chinese newspapers, oh. and I wouldn't know where you would get them. Like he must have known a place, you know, or maybe they're just in Chinatown.
1: Were they? You didn't. You never saw him pick them up
0: no oh no and i couldn't pick them up anywhere that i was going
1: i see
0: not that i wouldn't know how to read them anyways right why
1: would he be in chinatown to go shopping for goods i guess
0: yeah yeah like we get a lot of our food from there
1: yeah um but i think in um growing up i we got it delivered to our house Mm. i guess you didn't have that
0: no like
1: where did you order from It was just like, um, I mean, there was the funny thing is there's actually more than one. Um, I think currently they might subscribe to the Korea Times or the, it's called the, mm-hmm. the but there's also the and there might have been other ones too. And um, But well, they had a the
0: newspaper.
1: Yeah. What well, they get, meant
0: like food. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, no,
1: no, no. But they could just get it delivered to their houses. And so we had it delivered to our house.
0: Interesting. Yeah. We definitely didn't have the newspaper delivered to our
1: house. But you would go to the grocery store or other different, out like, other, like, maybe I would say, like, um, basically, like, yeah, Korean merchants that sold to Korean customers, like, whether it's a restaurant or whatever. But there would be piles of free papers as well, in addition to the one that you would pay for. So, um, again, this is all before the Internet nowadays. My parents still get a newspaper, but I am curious like how relevant, I guess, newspapers are. Um, mm,
0: yeah, but if it's something that you grew up with and you're used to reading a paper, no matter how old you are, no matter how much technology has changed, that's what you're going to do mm-hmm. for, most, for most people anyways, I think. I'm not going to speak for everyone, but um, yeah, like I know my mom, she's still into those flyers that the grocery store send out
1: because mm-hmm. that's the only way she
0: knows how to look at deals like how
1: else is she gonna know how to- right yeah there's some things that just haven't gone fully online yet that's for sure no
0: they are online she just doesn't know how to use them oh i guess yeah. that's what i mean like if you're not up to speed with all of these technological changes and you don't know how to use the new technology you're gonna stick to what you know
1: right so i think there
0: is still a population out there that loves newspapers
1: yep Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And also, it's just it is easy to just instead of open up your computer, it's just like rifle through something instead. So yeah, yeah. and
0: you have more control over what like what you're seeing because it's a physical piece of paper. Yeah. Rather than like, oh, you clicked on the wrong link or you're scrolling right left. Yeah, and, and it, it sure. doesn't
1: <laughs> it doesn't just disappear when you turn off your computer. It's like yeah. it's still you can't like, actually avoid it. And You have to deal with it when you don't throw it away. So
0: yeah and if the internet's not working, you know it's doesn't matter mm-hmm. it's still there. Mm-hmm. The other thing that we get as well are um the Chinese calendars that have like the lunar cycles oh. on them
1: from from like businesses yeah, yeah, free from businesses right yeah, yeah I'm curious with your if you care to share with your parents that they seek out like Professional services from Chinese immigrants. So, for example, like lawyer, accountant. Yeah. Haircuts. So
0: my dad was actually better than this. Um, like because he would be the ones read, like the one reading the newspapers and stuff. So he would actually look at some kind of like Chinese yellow pages type of directory. And so, um, yeah, he would find you know someone to do the plumbing or this and that. He hated calling services actually. Hmm. But when it came down to it, like he was able to Mm -hmm. find certain people. And um, there's this this electrician that my dad found that we still use to this day.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. When something Mm -hmm.
0: goes wrong, we're like, call this guy. Um, Yeah.
1: And they were all speaking in Chinese. Yeah. I know. I took that for granted growing up. It was just like, hey, you know, everything's Korean. Whatever. I'm not like questioning it. It's just, you know, clearly, I'm not the one ordering the services either. Um, But then later when I grew up, And I lived in my own place, and I don't speak Korean very well with my white partner. Um, And, like, we needed an electrician. I was like, oh, I remember my dad knows some dude. But then I realized, like, when we called him over, like, oh, my God, I can't speak to him. Like, there is a serious language barrier, and we literally had to get my dad on the line. And I was like, oh, this isn't, like, this is not transferable. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I think it's interesting that there's, like, Probably some kind of sub economy or something where or there's just some, econ- there's, there is like this, I don't know. I'm curious about that electrician. I'm sure he can work with non, obviously here living here, you have to be able to work with non-Korean speaking clients. Um But. I I was curious about that particular guy, like how does he do business, you know? But he might have enough like from just the Korean clientele.
0: Yeah, that's really yeah, so that's a, that's another thing. Whenever I try to find some kind of service, um I kind of prefer that person to be able to speak Chinese. Oh. Because this is technically in my mom's house. <laughs> oh. And so, like, she wants final say in everything. And so
1: right.
0: I don't want to have to be that middle person explaining yeah. everything when I don't even know how to explain it because it's not my profession.
1: Right. Interesting. So
0: it's it's much better if they can explain it directly, directly to her.
1: Right. right rather right. than having
0: to go through me and then me, like, messing it up or, like, not knowing an answer to something when she's asking nah. me and it's like, and then she gets mad
1: at me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's fascinating. Like, of course, my parents use non-Korean services for things like bank or whatever. But there's so much that they do use um, and that I, I kind of took for granted. But it's just like it's so interesting to me, like, because I'll go... Like the place we get our that my mom would get her haircuts mm. were always Korean haircutters, and it was almost like a hundred percent Korean clientele in there. And um, I don't know that like if that is the case, then there's some people who don't know that this world exists. You know, <laughs> this little world exists.
0: I sometimes wonder how these businesses like get the word out because if you're coming here and you don't know English it's probably that well I'm just projecting but the only people I know who come here and don't know English are like people who are a bit older That might not be true. That's just my own personal experience. But then, like, there are are people who are around my mom's age who are great with technology. She just is not. Mm -hmm. So I can't really say if you're this age, then you can't do that, right? Right. But I still wonder, like, how people get their services out there. Do you have to read a certain publication or uh cuz I know that for a lot of these Chinese businesses their websites are not great. Mm-hmm.
1: They're really not great.
0: Like I've gone on the- there to like look and like it doesn't mean that they're not legit cuz you know how like in this day and age when you go and search for someone you want to look them up or whatever and see if they're legit, see if they're what well, who they say they are. You go to their website, you want to see it beautiful, you want to see a responsive design, you want to yeah. see but, like, for these Chinese contractors, you're not going to get that half the time or most of the time. Mm. That doesn't mean they're not legit. Right,
1: right,
0: right. So, it's like this I feel like I'm navigating two worlds sometimes.
1: I guess, is it word of mouth combined with maybe those directories you listed? Probably. You yeah. yeah, yeah. Or maybe there's some website or something. That like an online directory that we, you know, you're not even aware of or something or a chat room. Yeah, there forums. are a few,
0: but again, yeah, you're right. I'm not super aware of them. And also these directories are also not on like beautiful websites either.
1: Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. very
0: HTML. They look very like
1: 1995. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is interesting, right? Like where you can see the differences and how, um... and yeah, it's cool. Cause it's functional. Like, you're, you know, it's, it's, Uh, yeah it is interesting how you can see like so many varieties of how how the web can function
0: or about how people find out about stuff and like get things done in general and I feel like it sort of reflects the way that I grew up like the way that my parents specifically their immigrant story is around it doesn't have to look nice it just has to work
1: yeah um I might have asked this before, so forgive me if I'm, like, repeating, but, like, so your mom, does she it have a lot of friends who are, I guess, because you're, you're Vietnamese origin, but ethnically from China, right? So here in in North America, like, who does she end up socializing with? Is it language-based? Is it, like, ethnicity? Is it, like, nationality? Or do you find, I don't know. Or maybe not even just her, but, like, your family I'm assuming you didn't have a lot of family around here. So what, who did your family consider to be like community?
0: Yeah, my parents didn't really believe in friends.
1: Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm.
0: Actually, more so my mom. Like she'd always be like, yeah, friends are for nothing. All they do is screw you over. They can't help you with anything. You just waste your time just like chatting about nothing with them. Like they're not going to help you with anything. Essentially, oh, wow.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Like they might gossip about whatever but when it comes down to it when you need like something real they're not gonna help you Ah. that's her standpoint on it um i don't know where that's coming from Mm -hmm. i don't really know what her past is like when it comes to like friendship she did say she used to have tons of friends when she was younger but now like when she's older and like life is real,
1: Mm.
0: and you need real life stuff to survive, friends are just no reason Mm. to have them. Got it. So she doesn't have a ton of them. (laughs) But she went to this community, Chinese community center or something, for um, mothers with newborn children or something. And so she met a woman there, and they're still friends today. Got it. Cool. Yeah, so they've been friends for like 30 some years.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. That's a pretty long Time to meet someone and know someone, right? Yeah.
0: And, uh, but this woman is Taiwanese. Mm. And so when they're talking to each other, my mom's not using her first language at all. Mm. But she's using a language that she knows, which is Mandarin. So, so she could really like chameleon into whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she could be friends with someone who speaks Vietnamese if she wanted to be, if whatever. But yeah, I feel like she's most comfortable in Cantonese. Wow.
1: Very talented in terms of all the languages she speaks. But she grew up in Vietnam where they speak, they do speak Mandarin and Vietnamese?
0: Uh, Yeah, so obviously Vietnam Vietnamese. And so the Chinese community there mostly spoke Cantonese. Got it. Um, Well, still do. And uh, some children i guess i'm not sure if it was all of them or some but would be taught mandarin as well i see as like the academic language and that's how
1: she picked up all three which is awesome so cool and then it really served her well here because she was able to then relate to people here um, Mm -hmm. namely her taiwanese friend so that's really cool that she knows so many languages
0: well, she's retired now, and she has a couple of old co-workers that she still talks to, like, sometimes, not every day, but, like, from time to time, maybe once every few months, um, yeah. in English. Ah. So that's nice for her, I guess, you yeah. know? She can converse in English as well now. And, uh, yeah.
1: Can I ask what kind of work she did?
0: Yeah. She worked at a hotel. Oh, neat. As a
1: housekeeper. Oh, neat. And um, did she – And so she had to speak in English there?
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. She also like she was shopping one time in on the bus and she noticed a woman and this woman noticed her too. There was something between them, you know, like yeah feel like this familiar pull. Yeah. Towards each other. Turns out this woman's from her city. Or she's from
1: In, in Vietnam. In Vietnam.
0: Oh yeah. wow. Like, you know, when you just I don't know, when you look at someone and you just like kind of know, Wow, <laughs> so they had this between them. They started talking and they're like, oh my God, they're not friends, but they have each other's phone number. And it turns out that this woman has a son around my age. Oh. And they're trying to set us up like it wasn't That's a real funny. it wasn't a real setup, but they were just joking about it because it's ultimately like my choice not theirs.
1: so you didn't actually you didn't no, actually go
0: like i'm super not interested right right and also she didn't sell it very well
1: what did she say
0: well first of all she cannot produce a photo
1: oh that's funny
0: you know because like i said she doesn't know how to use a phone or anything so that's kind of important like please produce a photo you know if you're gonna be selling this to me which she didn't she, she didn't sell it she just mentioned it right
1: hilarious hilarious yeah, she was, she was not, I mean, to be fair, I think that was the polite thing, right? To not be too, like, who knows if yeah. you would have, you know, she didn't know whether you wanted to be sold on it at all, you know, so. So, she, so you didn't get, it, it wasn't like a real matchmaking effort. It was just a joke.
0: Pretty much just a joke. She's just like, ha! ha, ha I found out that she has a son and he works at the bank and he was born here. And that was like all she had on him. Mm-hmm. And I'm supposed to be like swooning. That's hilarious. You know? And I'm like, <laughs> that's it? Like, but really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> right, right.
0: I need more than he works at the bank and he was born here. You
1: know? Yeah, and no, it's like, what are, are you trying to tell me something or no? But at the same time, it's kind of nice that she's not pressuring you, like, because. You know, maybe she was just, I wonder if she was just leaving it open, like, oh, oh I was interested. Yeah. I'm curious what episode four is going to look like for the Asian American. And they seem to be progressing forward in time. And they we do. stopped in the mid 70s. It looked like early, early 60s, mid 60s and 70s. So I'm like, okay, so is episode four going to be like the 70s and 80s?
0: So what I wonder is if this Series only has five episodes, or if we are only able to stream Uh... five
1: episodes.
0: Mm-hmm. Or if there are more episodes. That's what I'm not sure about.
1: I'll have to look into it. You're right. Let me Google and see Asian American And Asian.
0: none of them have titles either. So it's not like you could sort of like preview from the title. So this.
1: on PBS.org, it indicates that it's a five hour series. Okay. So
0: So maybe it is the full documentary. Oh, you know what? Mm. It says full film. Oh, <gasps>
1: what is that? You could watch it all in one sitting?
0: Mm-mm, no, it says full film and there are five episodes. I don't know. So maybe it's full. No, what I mean is this is the full thing. It's not like a preview,
1: like a free right. preview. Yeah, we're watching it all. Maybe for the rest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I thought it was really malmade. I feel like it really picked up a lot of steam. I don't know. This one... I, it hit a lot of notes for me and it might be because it was telling that invigorating story of fighting for civil rights and being able to address a lot of the injustices that were raised in episodes one and two in a communal or collective way. Um, and one that I can sort of see. Still see unfurling like as we live today, you know, like the there's like the birth of the civil rights movement, I guess, that like I, I kind of feel like I was part of a little bit in the 2000s. And then even today, we're still seeing a lot of it, you know, play out. So, yeah. So I liked it a lot. So, and I'm glad we got to watch it together.
0: Same. I kind of like. I never thought about this, but I like the distinction they made between what civil rights means to Black Americans versus Asian Americans. Mm. For Asian Americans, like they specifically said, for for us, it means immigration and naturalization. Or well, that's why
1: it comes up so often. Yeah, mm. because exactly. these are the things
0: that that Asian Americans were denied.
1: Right.
0: Whereas for Black Americans, they didn't really have that issue
1: mm-hmm. of, like,
0: being able to emigrate or rhetoric because they didn't really have a choice. Different they were brought slate. over here. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, you know, these groups come together and unify for civil rights, but they're, what they get out of it is different.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think... Um... Yeah, like as I mentioned earlier, like the like it was a very Asian American centric film, but it, it really came alive when they were able to say things like, Oh, guess what? Yeah, Patsy Mink helped form statehood for Hawaii. And it might have also been at the expense of the Native American perspective, you know, that kind of thing. I like they that. They acknowledge
0: well. that part, which is yeah. which is
1: nice. Yeah. Because yeah. it could have just
0: been like ignored completely. Right, and just been like, yeah, Asian Americans did this. We we won. We did it. But no, they did actually acknowledge that it yeah. was at the expense of another group. So
1: yeah, and it yeah. was in the name of the American colonization project, which I thought was interesting as well because they weren't trying to qualify whether that was good or bad. But like, basically, they were saying that like, and anyways, it kind of falls in line with that whole model minority myth, or you know, that whole like, we are Americans first kind of myth, I don't know myth is the right say, but narrative or expectation I guess, so of the 50s. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not complaining at all because I think like they had so much they had to say and it's hard to fit everything in, but it would have been cool to get a little bit more, because I, I, I took us a webinar or a few, several with Io Magwood of Uprooting Inequity who um, likes to point out that the GI Bill was actually only, it was predominantly benefiting white people People, not and specifically not black people not black soldiers, because when we, when it came up in the film, when I, then I went and watched about like, Oh, Asian Americans were benefiting from the GI bill. I was like, yeah, I wonder like what percentage and like, you know, were they treated like white people too, or where there is discrimination. So yeah. The, anyways, these are all just like really fascinating aspects of history that I just didn't get growing up in high school. And I think in high school, maybe the version of history I learned turned me off from wanting to take any more history classes, in college,
0: I hear you on that one, yeah. And so, yeah. I feel like I'm
1: going back and like doing school, like school with Pona, <laughs> oh
0: yeah. No, this is exactly how I feel about it, too. I'm just like learning the stuff that I wish was more at the forefront, yeah, before. But, like, if I were to have learned this when I was in school, when I was in school, it was a very different time, I feel like, um, or not a very different time, but like. I would have been more embarrassed about learning about this
1: mm. when I was that
0: age because everybody would be like looking at me.
1: Yeah, I thought I
0: was the only Asian person. I wasn't, but like just to feel like you no, know, I I get it. Put in the spotlight a little bit. Yeah, like I get it. That kind of a, I don't like being in the spotlight for that reason.
1: Like have everyone turn around and look at you and see what you think at every time. yeah like this is your
0: history or like asking if my parents did that too or like because you know no they didn't (laughs) no we didn't we i didn't come from a family of laundries right example you know right
1: right i am curious i don't know how i would have felt like but i never i know i thirsted for it a little bit because i remember like even the depiction of like the korean war like the teacher was new and she was i think she was cribbing off of the notes of the other teacher that was more senior and so she was like often reading her lecture to us. And I just remember like she said something like the Korean war peace treaty was signed in whatever year. And I just knew that that wasn't true because they still to this day haven't signed it. You know, but she, it would just like, but we were just like blips. That was like Korean. That was the one mention of Korean in the whole of U.S. history. So I I would like to think that I would have enjoyed it. But yeah, I don't know that it would have fit. And I don't know that they would have been the right people to teach it either. Right. But at, at the same time, like, I'm excited that in California, they're going to be doing more ethnic studies. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's exciting to think that there might be. But like even bringing it to like our current present day, for example, Um, I told you I was really excited about the idea of maybe sharing this with other people in our lives, whether it's Mm -hmm. the caucus or some a Discord server I'm part of that's mostly white, or it's like maybe this the Asian American like educators that I'm working with on structural racism. But I realized something. I was like, I was when I thought about showing it to the mostly white group of people, I was yeah, it made me hesitate because. Again, I would feel like I need to still, just as you say, like you would have felt in high school, I felt that same, like, oh, I'm, but will I feel this pressure to, you know what I mean? To have to, when I'm, if I'm gonna show this to a mixed group that is not like majority Asian American, or even if it's mixed non Asian and Asian people of color, you know, black and whatever, um, I'm curious, like, how it would play out. Like, Will I feel self-conscious or will I be able to now, as an adult, be able to separate myself from the media and say like, I really enjoyed watching this and um, I thought it was an important part of history to learn and it does impact me personally, but I'm not like endorsing it as a representative of all Asian Americans. It's just like a really compelling set of stories. That somebody else put together. I don't know. But I had more hesitancy when I was thinking about showing it to like a um, non-East Asian or Asian American dominant group. Because I feel like amongst Asian Americans, like we would all understand. Like this is just some documentary out there.
0: Like at a gut level. We wouldn't even have to explain it amongst ourselves. Like at a gut level. We just like get it yeah we just get
1: like hey like this is there's just no
0: yeah like we there's no explanation we, we're just all here we get it there's definitely like more presentation and explanation that has to be done with a group that's not asian
1: it feels like it doesn't it
0: it totally does yeah, yeah. it's like you have to like I, I don't know it almost feels like you have to justify why it's yes! important yes
1: Yes. <laughs> well, and honestly, to be really honest with you, like we were talking about, like where I was saying, like, hey, wouldn't this be cool to share as a, just an informal gathering with people in the Global Majority Caucus? Like, just because I love this film so much, I was like, it'd be cool to share with other people. I just thought about even that. I was like, I was putting myself in the shoes of like someone who's just seeing it on the Slack channel. Like, if I was on some Slack channel and I saw someone's watching this, personally, I don't even know that it would have appealed to me. You know what I mean? I came yeah, upon this. be like,
0: five hours, what?
1: And I'd be like, Asian, and honestly, that's happened, that happens a lot. I'm like, I see stuff about Asian Americans, I'm like, Asian Americans, I'm Asian American. I know what it's like. I don't need to watch a movie <laughs> about this. no. But then I clearly I am, and I'm still like, oh, this is fascinating. There's so much I don't know, um, and so I don't think even the, the 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 title of the video maybe doesn't capture the, the like the depth and richness of the history that is depicted in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did a really good job. They did a good job.
0: Yeah, I think they did a really good job of taking like such a gigantic topic. Yeah, and being able to tell stories. With yes. It. Because if everything turned out to be like the first episode, I don't think I would have enjoyed it very much. Because remember, the first episode was very choppy. They talk about like mm-hmm. this person for five minutes and then the next person for like 20 minutes. And then. Right. And I was just like, what? Yeah, it was
1: interesting, but it was choppy. You're right. This one had better flow, I think. Um, maybe because they focused, they honed in. They were like, we're not going to try to cover all of Asian America. We're just honing in on the Hawaii story or like Patsy Mink mm-hmm. now. And mm-hmm. then just be okay with not. Not covering everything under the sun you know (laughs) like
0: yeah which is a good strategy because like we talk about this in the animal rights movement too where um it's more effective to focus on an individual Mm. because we feel more connected to Mm -hmm. for example betty the the cow for example Mm -hmm. but if you see like 50 million cows it's like too large of a number that we can't even fathom mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we have no emotional connection to that yeah but if yeah. you focus on the story of one individual and yes. their, what they're going through of their struggles of their successes of their life essentially then you just feel more of those heart tugging feelings <laughs> right
1: right yeah like this one they come they reviewed you know what this reminds me of it almost reminds me of like an um a pop Rock anthem song where you have the chorus and the all the different instruments coming together, but that there's a lead that's belting out the main message, but they recede into the background. And here, so I feel like they did that with this one, where you, yeah, like it, even though um, there were many different people speaking in the film, I almost want to say like this one felt like it was mostly about Patsy Mink kind of thing, and then, um, but then there's a little Bruce Lee here, and then. They had Jeff Chang and Helen Zia and like, I'm probably, oh, that other woman, I don't know her name very well. Anyways, but they, yeah, they, um, Erica Lee? Erica Lee, and there was another lady whose mom was a nurse. Um, she's mm. Korean American, but but yeah, but so they had a lot of different, uh, they had a variety of voices speaking together on the same theme, and that brought it together.
0: Yeah, it was like people that I was shocked to see, like Randall Park. What?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I also liked seeing the um home. It looked like home movies, like people's home movies from the sixties and seventies. Or I just liked seeing all the footage, and it was nice. Like even though I was isn't related to them um it just gave me this sense of like community i guess so I appreciate yeah it.
0: yeah like i was saying before i just love the way that they used to talk it's almost like i don't know how to explain it it's a very like a very front nasal thing almost mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah i don't know it's very interesting do you mean
1: patsy mink like that era
0: yeah. yeah yeah
1: yeah i think i know what you're talking about i didn't notice it here as much but i've heard that on other recordings of like the way jfk will talk or something like and now <laughs> like,
0: yeah it's yeah. a very like frontal type of voice
1: yeah 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 yeah, yeah definitely if anything it made me want to read like I've been meaning to like Erica Lee's book has been on my list but mine too actually <laughs> Ooh, good to know but yeah so there's just been it, it made me like Realized that I had been overlooking some really important stories in American history by avoiding. Yeah, there are so many
0: though. True. You can't you can't know them all, but that's why I'm glad this one like this documentary hones in on just a few of them. Yeah. And gets you like actually interested in yeah.
1: But I mean to be yeah I mean just like I said earlier I don't think I would have done it without you I really wouldn't have same. It's, It's not a diss on this. It's just there's so much competition. This wasn't very flashy. It's like a standard what you would call documentary, um, and so it's it's hard to compete against all the stuff happening. But I'm glad that we prioritized it and we found a way to access it.
0: <laughs> I will say this one beat out the other competition that we were looking at because we found it on the Asian American Education Project. Okay, what was and the- we were not sure like yes. what curriculum to look at, right? And then we saw, hey, there's a documentary. So right, in terms Easy. of competition, the video documentary beat out like doing yes one of those other lessons yes so it did win (laughs) there
1: is a power of video for sure all those things you might have been able to read in a book but it came alive on the video Mm -hmm. this has been really a blast like this is one of my favorite topics or you know just talking about these things and it's really fun to like spending time with you and then like you know like we're both learning and um it's nice i really appreciate it